a fitness professional, a coach, or an everyday Joe or Jane looking for reliable wellness information for yourself, this is Better Than Fine. And I'm your host, Darlene Marshall. I'm a certified personal trainer and a wellness coach. And I want to set the scene for you. It is Labor Day weekend of 2019. And I am sitting in one of the oldest buildings on one of the oldest campuses in the United States. It's the University of Pennsylvania, which, fun fact, founded by Benjamin Franklin, was the fifth college founded in the United States. And I am in Huntsman Hall. Think lots of polished old wood. And at the front of the room is a man who a few months from that time would be named the most influential psychologist of the 2010s. It's Martin Seligman. And it's the first day of grad school in the prestigious Masters of Applied Positive Psychology. And Marty is calling three students to the front of the room to tell us why they are here. These are three people who Marty has been so impressed with their calling to the program that he wants them to tell us all about it. One of them is looking to do nonprofit work in Africa. One of them works for a major tech company wanting to bring the science of well-being to these large-scale workforces. And one of them is an FBI counterterrorism specialist who wants to use the science of well-being, positive psychology, to improve the mental health of law enforcement officers, believing that that will help with some of the problematic things going on in that field. And in this moment, I personally want to melt directly into the floor because the thing that is screaming in my head as I listen to these incredible people is, well, why am I here? I'm just a personal trainer. <laughs> And that feeling that any second they're going to figure out that they've made an administrative error and very, very politely ask me to leave. That feeling, that feeling that I didn't belong there and that I should just go, that's imposter syndrome. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So let's get to it. Psychologists Pauline Rose Clarence and Suzanne Imes coined the term imposter phenomenon in the late 70s to refer to high achieving women who'd felt that their achievements were, were a ruse. They'd somehow tricked everyone around them into believing that they belonged to be where they were. So we know it exists, but if I'm being honest, there isn't a lot of clear work out there around why it happens. We know it doesn't only affect high achieving women, and we know that it affects people at all different walks of life, all different career trajectories. We don't really know why, but I have some theories. Go something like this. So Martin Seligman's famous model of well-being says that the factors of flourishing are that you experience more positive emotion than negative emotion, that you have engagement and flow in your day-to-day -day life, that you have relationships that are meaningful and fulfilling, you've got purpose and meaning in your life, you take good care of yourself so that you have energy to do the things you want, and the last one, that you have accomplishments that you can be proud of. And this last one, this accomplishments part, I think that that's where we get stuck when it comes to imposter syndrome. See, if you read the blog posts out there on imposter syndrome, they'll focus on this discord, this disconnect between how you perceive yourself and how other people see you. 
that the other people see you doing awesome stuff, but you think that it's not good enough. And I think it's that, but I think it's not only that. I think it's the way that we process and experience our sense of accomplishments. So you're listening to the Better Than Fine podcast. I'm Darlene Marshall, and let's let's dive into this accomplishments piece of imposter syndrome. So I teach these workshops for a veterans nonprofit called the Travis Mannion Foundation, and it's a really incredible uh, nonprofit. They use the science of well-being, positive psychology, to support veterans who they're finding this new sense of mission and purpose at home after they finish their military service. And, and it's not just veterans. They also serve gold star families, people who've lost their loved one uh, to military service. And something that I've noticed is when I bring up accomplishment to them, they very readily point out that you don't want to be that arrogant, boisterous jerk, the one who thinks that they're really great. And so they go around kind of talking trash to other people, talking down to other people, and also talking about all the awesome things that they've done in their lives. And it very much seems like in that military culture, everyone hates that person. And so whenever I bring up this accomplishment thing, they'll talk about like, well, I don't want to be that guy. And what that points to, I think, is this idea that somehow celebrating your accomplishments, having a sense of pride is seen as bragging. But accomplishment, in my opinion, isn't about what you say to other people. That's posturing, that's fragile ego, that's trying to put out there this projection of who you think you are. That's not really about what you've accomplished because accomplishment is this sense of letting yourself feel good about doing what you set out to do when those things matter to you, right? It's setting goals, it's being tenacious, and then it's achieving them and then letting yourself have the emotional payoff. And I think there's another layer here. So part of the challenge is that we live in a society that raises us to think that success is built on natural talents, that skills and gifts are bestowed upon a lucky, privileged, special few. And so your accomplishments therefore come from those gifts. But we know from the work of Carol Dweck that that's a fixed mindset. And If you think you aren't one of those gifted people and you gain success, it must be some kind of magic trick that you managed to pull off. You fooled everyone, right? If you're not one of the like special people, right? And that's again, just so fixed mindset. It doesn't give you credit for all of the work that you did to develop the skills to get where you are. Now, I've also heard people say things like, What's the big deal? A bunch of other people are doing the thing I did too. So why would I celebrate it? So examples. So what if I finished college? Hundreds of thousands of other people do it all the time. So what if I get a promotion? It's preset trajectory in my, you know, my field, my career. It's not that big a deal. It was going to happen no matter what I did. These things, these mindsets, this idea, these thoughts deprive you of the emotional payoff of achieving what you set out to do. And without that emotional payoff, you're emptying your own gas tank. You're not giving yourself the renewal 
the emotional benefit, the deposit in the energetic bank account to push you forward to do the next thing. So partly this is about giving yourself permission to go, you know what? I worked hard. I got here and I'm proud of it to yourself, right? That emotional pat on the back. There's also something to be said about how intangible some of our accomplishments can feel these days. With so much happening in our online world, it doesn't feel like things are shifting and changing, right? It's like the opposite of when I go mow my lawn. I love to do yard work because at the end of the day, I can look with satisfaction. I'm like, look at everything I did. Look at my awesome yard. And that's kind of the opposite of producing things for online, right? It's so intangible that we can't see the accomplishment right out there in front of us. So what do we do about it? Well, this is the Better Than Fine podcast. I'm your host, Darlene Marshall. We're talking about imposter syndrome. And when you tell yourself that you don't belong somewhere, the promotion, the classroom, whatever, it starts with the awareness to recognize that that's what you're doing, that you're telling yourself a story about what you do and don't deserve. Next, it's to recognize what it does to you. So for some people, because imposter syndrome isn't the same for everybody. Some people, it will make them work even harder to prove themselves. And that puts them on this treadmill where they get, you know, they get the promotion, they get the, the bump up at work, but, oh, I didn't really deserve it. So now I've got to work even harder, but then they can't keep up with that working even harder, but then they get another promotion and then you hear it. So they work even harder and they've run themselves into the ground. Other people, it's going to shut them down. It makes them want to quit, to give up, to not even try because that feeling that they don't deserve it just shuts them off. Or maybe you're the person that it makes you a perfectionist. You're so never happy with your work that you can't feel satisfaction in creating it. Or maybe you isolate yourself. You end up working alone because you're afraid that you're going to get found out, that someone's going to discover somehow you don't belong there or with what you're doing. So once you recognize the pattern, you recognize that you're doing it, you're owning up what it does to you. Next, you want to examine what beliefs are underneath it. So in the story I shared in the intro, my belief was I'm just a trainer. As if being a personal trainer meant that I wasn't smart enough or visionary enough or important enough to be in this like elite program. But clearly the people that make those decisions thought that I had something to offer. So in Brene Brown's shame resilience theory, she says that the best way to combat shame, which is what that is, right? The shame of I don't belong here is to talk to someone you trust about it, to be vulnerable so that you can own that internal message and share it with someone that you trust. So I told one of the people there, actually that day, she gained my trust very quickly. And I told her what I was thinking, that oh, I'm just a trainer. I don't belong here. Maybe, maybe this isn't the program for me. And she told me that. She reassured me that there was something in me that my professors, the administrators, that they saw and it would reveal itself in time and that I just needed to trust that process. And she was right, it did. And it changed my life. 
because I was willing to trust these people that they could see something that I couldn't. And that I learned that that story that, oh, being a a fitness professional somehow meant that I didn't deserve things was just wrong. But I'm going to be honest, this can be really difficult to tackle because one of the biggest things, and I, I think possibly the hardest things about this is to not compare yourself to others who are on that path. You know, if I hadn't compared myself to this FBI special agent and I just gave myself the credit, not only am I not in the FBI, I don't really want to be, but it was his story that I was mirroring myself against instead of just appreciating my own journey and my own potential contributions. And this, this next tip It's very positive psychology based. It's to focus on your strengths, focus on what you do well, and that's going to help you build the confidence and the sense of self-efficacy, which is your belief in your own abilities to achieve your aims in your life. And then finally, it's to embrace that it's a process. You're not going to wave a magic wand and do the perfect meditation and then no longer feel imposter syndrome. But you can keep an eye out for the moments that you do nail it and then give yourself the credit as the proof to yourself that you are further along than you are letting yourself feel. And it's that emotional payoff, that feeling that creates the counterpoint to imposter syndrome. We're going to leave it there. This is the Better Than Fine podcast. I'm your host, Darlene Marshall. Remind you to like, subscribe, leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. Subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Leave in the comments any questions, ideas, the tips and tricks that you use to combat your own imposter syndrome. And you can follow me on Instagram. I'm Darlene.coach. Shoot me a DM if you have any ideas or questions that you'd like to hear about in a future episode. And thanks. Thank you.